I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, March 10, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have an interesting tape on our hands. We had a very, very good close in the market today. This coincides with what we discussed yesterday and prior. We were looking for a short-term low. Yesterday, the market came into a very important zone in terms of price and zone in terms of time. Time matches up with price. Time is more important than price. We had a number of other signals out here, some of which we'll talk about today in this video. And therefore, can we be looking for more upside in this market? That's an answer that we'll get to as the video goes on. By the way, before we really get rolling, I want to mention something that we discussed probably two or three times over the last couple of months maybe even more so over the last four to five weeks. And that was the anniversary, which occurs right now in March of 2020, the anniversary of two things. 2000, which was the market crash, the dot-com crash. That was the dot-com bubble mania running wild. That was in March of 2000. And then also we had 2010, and here's a picture of the weekly chart. Here's 2010, here's April The market peaks out in the beginning of April, middle of April, and then we scale down, make a low in July, the first week in July in 2010. So that's interesting in and of itself. So we had two pretty interesting anniversaries going on, and most of the time, nothing happens to the day, to the week, to the hour, but it's a general guideline that I was using as part of a schematic, and we talked about it at least a couple of times that I remember. Something else that's also interesting from a numerical standpoint or a time, not necessarily time standpoint, but from a date standpoint, it goes to how cycles work. Yesterday was March 9th. Here is March 9th of 2009. The actual low was on March 6th, but here's March 9th and the market took off from there. So also find that rather interesting. Now, I'm not saying we're going to new highs or anything. I'm just saying there are reasons across the board that we were looking for a short-term bottom. Here's the S&P E-mini futures chart. Now, yesterday was a low. Today was a lower low in the futures. So overnight, the futures opened up last night. They made a lower low, and then here we are taking off to the upside, trying to run up to what? A breakdown candle high. Making a lower low and then taking off in the northern direction is another sign that the market was trying to put in a bottom. Here's what I'll say. There were too many items that were stacking up on top of each other. And the fact that this is a risk business and when items stack on top of each other and it's one of those scenarios that says if you're going to take a trade and you're in this business and you're in the risk business These are the spots where you take the trade. Now, let's get a little more granular. How do you actually make money? Where do you get in? What do you do? How do you know? Enter inside the numbers. 
So in the pre-market notes, first of all, you'll note it was turnaround Tuesday. That's not an accident that that goes up on the board on a Tuesday, especially after what happened yesterday. The market turns around from what it did on Monday a lot of times on Tuesday. You can go back and check the work. We start discussion about what's going on from a global perspective. What are the punditry going to be talking about? It's an awareness. We want to have an awareness. Then we discuss an important area the market hit yesterday. I want a refresher. First thing in the morning, you show up in uniform, ready to go. It's like pre-game warm-up. Then I'm going to scroll down and you can read the notes for yourself. What you'll also note today is that we had no stocks on the move on the board. Why is that? The market was getting a huge rally at the open. It was a short covering rally. The market was up tremendous. As a result, just about every stock on the board was getting the same lift. Rising tide lifts all boats. Shorts run for cover. They run for cover all over the place. There's panic buying. Everything is getting a pop. Nothing was trading down. I'm not going to short stocks into a short covering rally, which is a global short covering rally across the board. You don't know how long it's going to last. You don't know where it's going to peter out. You don't get in front of the freight train. So today, we leave stocks on the move alone. However, we had something better on our hands. We had the commentary, the guideline throughout the day, the tour guide. Let's scroll up and let you see what was going on in the notes. We already zero in on where the failure points are. The market was getting a real heavy rally up north, yet all of a sudden, a failure ensued, and we're already targeting the big fat round number of 2800 When we began targeting that, price was nowhere near there. So obviously, there were some traders that hopped on the short side. They were rewarded handsomely. We also note, and you'll notice in the 940 post, the swings are still wide, and if they make a run for the big fat round number, they could either come up short around 2805 or spike through, but under normal garden variety conditions, if reached, there should be buyers down there. Here's a short hop going back to the chart. Here's a five-minute ES chart. Here's the opening of the day right here, the first candle of the day, 935. The market scales down, makes a low of what? 2803 and a quarter and does what takes off to the upside back to the commentary moving along let's scroll up the page a little bit they stage a rally they go back up we're citing the opening range high we have our numbers we know what the important numbers are all day long moving right along by the way speaking of opening range high at 10 10 in the morning what happens if they bust through the opening range high and close hourly above there It opens the door for the overnight highs at ES2879 or higher. Now that didn't happen till later, but it happened. We had a beat on it. There were traders that were long, twice, moving right along. Middle of the day, they're back and forth. We had somewhat of a rodeo today again, obviously. Big swings in both directions. You have to put a seatbelt on. Your trade table has to be in the upright position. Now the market failed earlier in the day, And we also had a beat on where again they would find support. But in advance, we're citing where the trouble would occur. Moving right along. 12.45, you'll notice they had a pseudo retest of the all-important 275.31. Came up short. That's information that we need to know. That's good news for the bulls. It turned out that was good news for the bulls. What I'm trying to do here is I'm priming the pump. I know there's a lot of things stacking up where the market's going to get a rally. All it needs is a good excuse. 
So I'm looking for reasons intraday to get long. I'm giving them to my members along the way. Moving right along. They did make the run. However, they came up short. You'll see the 150 post. I was expecting 282 and change. They came up short and they fell back down. Here's a good area or time where we can have a lesson learned. Pro traders never have their full position on by the time price gets to target. It's what's left over. You take profit along the way. You learn your lesson the hard way. It's a hard thing to do because you feel FOMO kicking in. You feel like I'm taking profit and price keeps going higher. I'm missing out. I'm leaving money on the table. That's not the way it works. You got to get that out of your head. Moving right along. 235, play it again, Sam, back up toward the big fat round number like before. And already you can see at the 213 post, I'm saying the defense is getting tired. The defense was out on the field a number of times. They played good defense. My point here is if they have to keep playing defense, they're eventually going to fall on their ass. If that happens, the Bears run them over and price goes lower. That was the point of that post. Moving right along into the end of the day, you'll see no surprise. How do you like them apples? That will conclude today's commentary. Why did I say that? Because the market got above the highs, continued the short squeeze into the end of the day. They didn't quite get to the big fat round number of 2,900. We can go back to the SPY. However, they did run right up into the 15-minute chart, 100-period moving average. If we look at an hourly chart, You'll see there's more room to run. There's a gap up here. There's a 50 period moving average. And when you go back to the daily chart, what you'll see is if the market's going to get one of those snapback rallies, where is a snapback rally going to take price? Normal garden variety retracements. These are taught in the course, lazy e-mini trader. Another logical area is right above where we are is a pretty good area of resistance also where the lows were from the 6th. Another area is right up here around 297, 298. There'll be another spot where there should be overhead resistance. Keep in mind, panic buying and panic selling are mainly the same thing. The violence and the pressure in either direction can be more than you can expect. In the case of a panic buying scenario, it's very difficult to get in front, meaning on the short side of a short covering rally. That's what's called a pie in the face. So, as we wrap up the daily chart of the SPY, what do we have? Net-net, we should have more upside in this market. That's what the charts are saying. That's what should happen. That's what the setup is. If there's a failure, we'll get into it early inside the numbers. IWM, similar scenario but different in the IWM. So, the SPY didn't make a lower low. The ES did make a lower low. The IWM made a lower low. By the way, speaking of lower low in the SPY, here's no accident or coincidence. The low yesterday was 273.45. The low today, 273.50. North by a nickel. No accidents or coincidences. Here, the IWM, my favorite market leading indicator, did make a lower low and finished really, really strong near the highs of the day. Again, it's the stack up thing. The market, this chart is telling us that there should be higher price sooner than later. It's not saying failure at this point. It's saying, look at me. I just made a bottom. Huge tail after being down a tremendous amount. Weekly chart near a double bottom. 
Defense is expected to come out on the first run toward a double bottom. So that's what we have. We have a chart that says there should be higher price coming. Similar routine in the transports. Completely smashed, taken out behind the woodshed, left for dead. And here we are today finishing on the highs. No lower low, but was yesterday exhaustion. May have been. Look at the volume today. More than yesterday. Another sign of a bottom. See how everything stacks up? One after the other after the other. This morning, after the collapse, the pre-market was up a lot. This is the S&P or any other market. And then they collapse back down. That's the shakeout. They never make it easy. When it feels really, really wrong, it's generally right. When it feels really, really right, it's generally not. This morning, it felt like they were going to have another failure and go back into the abyss. That's precisely and exactly what they want you to think. The market is designed to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. It is what it is. That's just the way it works. Same routine. A rising tide should lift all boats. We'll move along. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? The Qs, no lower low, finish near the highs, same routine. It's the same routine across the board. It's all the same market when they move this much. They all move together. It's really just one market. They move differently in different magnitudes, different pricings. But at the end of the day, they're all moving together. Look for the Qs to get up to about 210. This is a gap right here. Comes in at 211.59. There's a 100 period moving average just above 211. Somewhere in that zone should be overhead resistance. Doesn't mean they can't go higher later. But that would just be somewhat of a way station. XLF, same routine. All the markets, it's the same routine. If I even flip over to the SMH, it's the same routine. Finishing at the highs, what we basically have on our hands is called a full stack. Everything is saying the same thing. If it's one big fake out, if it's just a big rope-a-dope, that's something else. But that's not what the charts that's not what the various markets are saying. Here's something interesting, another little short hop. We talked about this a couple of times. It's the Shanghai Index. It's a proxy. It's a Dow Jones proxy for the Shanghai Index. But what we were saying is that here was a big breakdown candle and they gapped over it. They were angling to have another decline. They gapped over it. So that bearish pattern was off the table. Then what happened is coronavirus really started to accelerate and nothing happened to the Shanghai. So we can chalk this up potentially to China or the Chinese central bankers flooding the market. I guess the Chinese government essentially flooding the market with money to try and stave off a collapse. That's fine. Whatever it is, it is. We're just looking at the charts and saying, minus this one day decline over here, the Shanghai market is not signaling further collapse. It's signaling Above all those moving averages, it's signaling an uptrend. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We're not linked to the Shanghai or anything like that. I just think it's interesting, interesting to note. It's information that can't hurt by having it. Today also represented somewhat of the flip side of those 90-day down days. So on days when the market gets absolutely killed, everything's down. 90 plus percent of stocks in the NYSE are down. Today is really the mirror image of that. If I look at my board, which has about 450 stocks on it, over 400 are up. So that's essentially the same thing. A rising tide lifts all boats. 
That's also the reason why you don't want to get in front of these stocks on the short side when the shorts are running for cover. When the shorts are running for cover, you don't want to make two errors on the same play. Error number one is not being long. Error number two is trying to step in front of it. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you that these videos are not possible? That's all true and accurate information. And with that, it's everything I wanted to and intend to discuss. A little bit shorter than the norm, but the content is there. You have the schematic, everything I'm looking at. So we'll use this opportunity to pull the ripcord and give it a wrap. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.